It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie now, let's uh, talk uh, about coronavirus and lockdown, or more to the point, coming out of uh, the current lockdown. Uh, Dr. Alona Duffy, uh, GP based in Monaghan and Medical Director of NEDOC, joins us. And uh, a very good morning to you, Dr. Duffy, and uh, thanks, uh, as always. Uh, NEFID uh, is uh, to make its recommendation uh, to government today. I think they met yesterday, and uh, it seems as though the government will make its announcement tomorrow evening on what happens from next week. It, it Appears that will be from midnight on the first, uh, rather than from the first. So it'll be from next Wednesday. The changes will come into effect. Uh, what do you think would be prudent? Well, I think we're all waiting with bated breath to hear the decisions that are going to be made. And I think everybody's hoping to see a radical opening up, which is probably not going to happen. I think we'll see things slowly open up. And again, why? I think understanding why is important. We know that although our figures have dropped again, they have been very slow to drop and we're still not really on a regular basis below that 200 mark. So we've got to get our numbers low before Christmas because we know that this is going to be a time when people will be gathering and therefore whatever community COVID is there will definitely spread and we can expect to see a spike and a rise in cases in the new year you know in that one to two weeks after Christmas definitely we'll start to see the rates rising so our only way of safeguarding things for the new year is to make sure that the rates remain low leading up to Christmas and that's why we're probably going to see certain things open up I'd say you know there are already kind of rumours out there what will happen and I think mm-hmm. um, the has kind of leaked some of it apparently and we're probably going to see the hairdressers open up we may see um, we're going to see gyms and things but it's felt that perhaps restaurants will be slower and that will be near the time uh, travel around the country will be much nearer Christmas and probably only in the week before Christmas so that we'll still be limited to remaining within our counties. And there's a a lot of pressure, isn't there, in making uh, the decisions uh, that need to be made because of Christmas. And it's around this time of year, I suppose, that a a lot of the children are are writing their letters to Santa. And all of us have a a long list of uh, the things we want for Christmas, but none of us want coronavirus. None of us want coronavirus and none of us want to think that if we are gathering as a family over Christmas and especially with those who may be medically vulnerable, such as our older relatives or those who have underlying health conditions, none of us want to feel that we're putting them at risk. And yet we all feel that, you know, we want to be with each other. And I think, look, nobody can overestimate how hard this has been on people and people have been so good. They've stayed away from each other in the majority of cases. They haven't seen family for months. And all of that is really difficult. So we we want to be able to allow it to open up. But I think... 
we've got to just be careful. I think, you know, mm. the excitement of Christmas is starting to build. We're already hearing stories that because the North is to go into lockdown, I think at the end of the week, that, you know, there seem to be mass numbers travelling to the North, unfortunately from the South, and doing a lot of Christmas shopping before they go into lockdown and before the shops open up here. And while I think people are kind of having that fear of not having things and perhaps not being able to find things that they want for, for special, you know, special people in mm-hmm. their lives, and they may be tempted to kind of do that shopping, I think what we've got to realise is that if one thing if corona's taught us one thing it is that you know we can stand back we can relax we don't have to get you know tied up in all of the commercialness of christmas and perhaps we can be doing more buying locally and and trying to downplay christmas a little bit and have it about family and not about things mm, and we may go north they may come south uh, yeah. when that policy that be reverses, a huge concern yeah. uh, michael mm, i think that's mm, going to be a real mm. problem and, you know, what are we going to do about that? Are we going to be able to police that? Are we going to demand that? The rates are massive. We know that they had 2,000 positive cases yesterday. Now, well, it wasn't just from yesterday. There, there definitely it was the, an issue with cases that from previous days. But it, it proves that their rates remain exceptionally high and therefore that, that there is community transmission happening there. And what we don't want to happen is to see that community transmission moved across the border into especially the border counties, which is kind of what we saw as a problem earlier on in in kind of September, October time. Uh, is uh, it a, a case of throwing caution to the wind, uh, saying uh, that we can meet up this idea that uh, has been flagged at least of three households uh, meeting up over the period of two weeks uh, that will cover the Christmas into the new year? I think we know it's a risk and I think um, Neffet and public health colleagues have been kind of highlighting where there have been outbreaks and we're definitely seeing that um, outbreaks do happen amongst family gatherings and, and gatherings in homes so you know we know that absolutely there will be some spread but I think if we're all remembering that if we're all minimising our contact with others in the lead up to Christmas and ensuring that you know that especially if we know we're going to be gathering with those again who are going to be at risk that we're reducing our risk of having it and therefore their risk of getting it I think that will help and that does mean that we're going to have to be careful that we shouldn't be gathering in groups until we're allowed to do so that we shouldn't be traveling to areas that we're not allowed to and especially i mean the north for those mm. of us who are living on along the border just to avoid that because um, if we pick it up and bring it back here we may ruin our own christmas i think nobody wants to be told that they're covid positive or that they're close contact of covid mm. and that they have to go into complete lockdown for two weeks and not leave the house so if you want to have a Christmas, I think you've got to just protect everybody around you and yourself in the lead up to Christmas. Right. Uh, but you have to believe it, don't you? Uh, I mean, and that's the most difficult challenge uh, in terms of communicating whatever the message is. People have to believe how virulent this virus can be and that if my household meets up with two other households over this two-week period uh, on Tuesday and on Wednesday I'm asked to go to somebody else's house and there'll be another two households there, uh, there's nothing really stopping me unless I believe that I'm putting myself and other people at risk because uh, it can be seen or perceived to be within the guidelines. Absolutely, Michael. And I think the guidelines will have to be quite clear about this, that if you are creating a cocoon over Christmas, that it's the same cocoon, that you're not having four different cocoons that are then overlapping and, as you say, causing a spread in the virus. And I think it is hard because here we're, we're kind of we've seen how well we have managed it and we really have managed it well. Our hospitals haven't become overrun. We haven't seen the rise in the deaths. But I think we only need to look at Italy. I mean, Italy was ahead of us in the game with regards to the the whole onset of this. And we saw the stories of people literally dying in hospitals without a bed, being sent home and being told there was no ICU room for them. Mm. We are now seeing their wave rising. 
and they're now at the same death rate as they were the first time round. We're seeing, I mean, last week they kind of reported that every two minutes in one of the days that they were reporting that somebody had died from COVID, every two minutes. And I know they're a bigger country, but at the same stage, mm. we have managed to keep our levels down and proportionally we're doing really well. And that is because people have adhered, in the majority of cases, they have adhered to the restrictions and we need to ensure that they continue to do so. OK, but we still have uh, our own situation to contend with, which is uh, grim in its own right with uh, 2,000 deaths in less than eight months. There's nothing uh, that really compares to that, is there? There's nothing that compares to that. And um, and I think that's it. And we've got mm. to remember that. And, you know, I think lots of people now know of somebody who had COVID and maybe kind of feeling, well, it's not that mm. bad. It is that bad if you get it and you're medically vulnerable. And also, you know, there are lots of people who are suffering from the long COVID, so the post-COVID syndrome, having chronic fatigue, chronic loss of smell and taste, cardiac issues, problems with their breathing going on into the future. Mm. So none of us know how it can potentially hit us. So we've all got to do our best to avoid getting it and wait on hopefully the the, the, vi- the vaccine to become mm. available to all of us in the, over the next year. And that's why the government uh, will have to be, or we'd hope the government will have to be strong enough to do the right thing, whatever the right thing is, uh, because there's a, a lot of pressure on the government for lots of understandable reasons uh, to reopen. Uh, but we're already told uh, that we're gearing ourselves up for more illness and more death because the leaks as you say from the Taunish to R that we're going to see gyms and hairdressers and non-essential retail open next week uh, down the line uh, the gastropubs and the restaurants will open uh, and so on. Uh, we'll be able to cross uh, county borders, we'll be able to visit uh, with two other households uh, and then we're going into lockdown again in January because uh, the numbers are going to increase and with that uh, the number of very sick people and the number of deaths. Absolutely. And again, that's also going to be the time when we'll start seeing flu rates starting to rise. And while we have had a massive flu vaccination program again this year, it still hasn't been enough. We know there are many people out there who should have gotten the vaccine and couldn't get it because it's in short supply. So I think we have to remember that it's not just COVID, but it's other things that will fill our hospital beds. And we have to try and minimise all of those I think, you know, it is important that we do open things up. And I think, you know, we have lots of people who have small businesses who need to be opened up. And they can be opened up, in my opinion, in a safe way. So if we look at shops, you know, we minimise the numbers in them. Everybody's wearing their masks, they're hand gelling and hand sanitising. And I think they're all things that will reduce the risks. I think the problem is that once people feel that things are opening, so if they see shops opening, if they see gyms opening it changes their mindset and they feel that life is opening. And what we've got to remember is it will not be a full opening of everything yet. And I think if we want to have a Christmas again, back to the old thing where we're able to see and share a kind of a meal with people and share a time with people, then we've got to do this slowly and safely. Okay, let's hope that's the case. Thank you, as always, for joining us this morning. That's Dr. Alona Duffy, who's a Monaghan-based GP and medical director of NEDOC. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.